Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Atlanta Business Radio. I'm one of your hosts today, Katie Galley, and I am joined by none other than Pat Herson, which means it must be time for the best show of the month, Women Absolutely. in Technology. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best show. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great, Pat. Yeah, how about yourself? We're doing well. Thank you so much for having us. We of love course. to do this. Yeah, we love yeah. having you guys. Yeah. So what's been new with WIT? I mean, leading up to and after the WIT Awards. Oh, my God. WIT Awards was absolutely fabulous and of course today you're going to meet some of the fabulous award winners so mm -hmm. we had to take a little bre a breather after that but in the meantime we have been working with our WIT campus a lot of good stuff happening on our 13 different campuses so we've had workshops for teaching the young women about uh, mock interviews resume writing and getting everybody getting ready for that December graduation going into May just great things happening um, with uh, with wit. Um, next week, mm -hmm. I will tell you on December nineteenth, we will have our award winners yeah. who will be on a panel. So we're very very excited about that. We're at Capacity Crowd. It's at Maggiano's and Buckhead. So we're at Capacity Crowd. The uh, topic is leadership success stories, and we're going to find out about all these wonderful. So everything you don't hear today, folks, you're going to hear it next week <laughs> at the WIT Forum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Really excited. And we love, too, that you guys, um, you bring who's going to be presenting at the WIT Forum to the studio. So we get a little bit of a taste. Right. And, you know, for the first time ever, we're going to have our Girl of the Year. So you know really? that we have our Women of the Year this time at the panel we're going to have an awesome girl of the year it's the first time we're ever doing this so these girls you know they're just so fantastic so we are very excited about mixing our women with the girls so please people uh you want to go to that check out our website absolutely yeah. and the it's um what is the it's website? december uh, our website we'll is mywit.org yeah Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. And so can you, you say you're filled to capacity, so can you still get tickets Well, to you know, if you rub your hands together, <laughs> <laughs> we might make some magic happen, but we are at sold out capacity, so we are taking a waiting list. So Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so um, with your WIT girls, so they're, she's one of them is going to be presenting yeah, along the, with the, 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 win the winner. The winner of the year. Yeah. Okay. Along with these wonderful women. Exactly. And we've exactly. never done that before. Our uh, facilitator is Connie Taylor from last year. Yeah was a winner and yeah. uh so we're just really excited because we've never done that but I, I know she'll do really well oh yes yeah. she's gonna be amazing yes. that's incredible we'll yes. head on over to mywit.org maybe you can uh, still get in yeah. if you haven't yeah. yet yeah and so uh pat though we do and we do have the incredible women yes. award yes. winners here today so uh who did you bring with you in studio oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> have each of them introduce themselves because yes. they do such a bet much better job <laughs> than i do uh, listen and, and to be in the presence of these ladies i'm just not worthy so I'm just in <laughs> awe of them let me start yes. with Diana yes good morning everyone good morning Diana Lee Kaplinger I am the chief administrative officer for consumer technology with SunTrust Bank I'm excited to be here and Pat you yourself has had a number of accomplishments so yeah. thank you for the kudos but <laughs> you are amazing just so you I know. pay her okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just follows you around yeah, and right, says exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Diana you're welcome 
Annie. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. My name is Annie Eaton, and I am the Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Futurist, a company that does virtual and augmented reality software development. Wow. Yes, awesome. Very woman. impressive. Awesome. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Happy Thursday. My <laughs> name is Michelle Wells, and I am the lead physicist with Piedmont Healthcare. And it is incredible to be in this room with all these accomplished women this morning. I'm very excited. Well, we're uh, very excited to have yeah. all three of you here. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, just kind of we can start off by going around the room, Diana, and we'll start with you. Um, Want to kind of dive into can you each of you speak about um, how you grew into the positions that you're in today and how you ultimately ultimately got involved with WIT through your own journeys. Yeah, so I love to learn, mm -hmm. whether it's formal education or via experience or just new challenges and new opportunities. And so to get to where I am today, I took a number of different paths. I actually started out as a developer and moved from there into project management. I love, love, love solving problems and taking something that's nebulous and adding some form of structure and executing upon it. So that journey was very interesting. And through that journey, I tried different things. So I was a system analyst. I liked like being technical, I like being hands-on, but I also love managing and coaching people. Mm -hmm. So wanted to, a, a position that allowed me to marry together those talents and those desires. So the position that I'm in now, I still have some responsibility for uh, technology delivery. So I. Um, my business counterpart is a CMO and I help her team with all their technology initiatives and I also have the responsibility of the business management of our consumer technology group which is about over 300 employees and then a number of global resources and contractors what have you so think about invoices work st workforce strategy and management finances all those types of things that you need to run a department so it does marry together kind of that left brain and light or in right brain. And through my journeys, I've had a number of mentors, of one of which is Christine Chrysler, who's a board member on WIT. And she really was my first introduction to WIT. And it actually came through our high school girls program. Okay. And being asked to uh, sponsor a girl and have a girl shadow me for a day and then speak to our SunTrust cohort. So our actual uh, high school um, girl of the year was one of our SunTrust girls this summer wow. who came in, who I spoke to. <laughs> in June is such a small world. We were talking about degrees of separation in Atlanta, and it truly is because you end up, uh, you just never know. I mean, actually, one of my last hires, who's a developer at SunTrust, I met her a year ago at the WIT Awards Dinner through her mentor, um, introduced me to her, and then I had a need this summer and hired her, and here we go. Yeah, so it's really interesting. It's WIT is wonderful. It's a great resource for managers and for uh, talent acquisition, but also a great resource source because as much as you give into it you get it back a, mm. a number of different ways that's incredible it's kind of weaving together before you even realized what yeah. I mean did you even know about the organization of wit prior I mean when you when it started to impact your life in that way and professionally I mean were you aware of the organization before then you even knew it was gonna help lead you to here no I was not <laughs> yeah I was, not. I was just like oh young girls in IT yes I'm all in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there yeah. you go and yeah. so for you then um, getting so involved in 
um, helping these young women. Um, what is your own journey? How did you get so involved in the technology space? What piqued your interest? Um, did it start at a young age or did it um, develop as you got older? It started at a young age. I didn't know that I was interested in technology. I considered myself to be quirky and just mm-hmm. like different things. Yeah. And so um, in hindsight, I look back and realize I was always engaged in technology in some shape, way or form. I like to tell people that my fourth grade science fair project was uh, a fiber optic cable. I got a cable and cut it open and talked about the different layers of the cable and what it did. To me, didn't really think much of it. My family was like, she's weird anyway. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. But I, when, I, when I, I looked to uh, major in undergrad and different degrees, I actually started off with pre-physical therapy and then journalism. And it just didn't work. It didn't resonate. And I finally um, came around and was like, you know what? I've kind of always been interested in computers. At that point, I was more interested in hardware. I thought about going to get my A-plus certification just as a side hustle. Didn't do it. But I was like, you know, I'll, I'll pursue it. And once I started taking classes, Classes, I was all in. I love the mm-hmm. problem solving aspect. I love that it's not repetitive. Yeah. You have to solve things different ways. So it forces you to keep your mind open and it forces you to constantly learn and figure out new ways to do something. And so the one side that hook was there, I just kept going and kept going and got deeper and deeper entrenched and just realized that it's, you can, it's limitless what you can do with technology. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's, it's, it's something that I hold very dear to heart and it's something that I don't want to really move away from even as I get higher up um, in corporate America still having that that grounding and that foundation into technology what's happening keeping my finger on the pulse and understanding what's what's coming up and what um, you know with Annie we were just talking beforehand about visiting her office because it's just such a world out there and there's always something new Mm -hmm. that's happening so it's just exciting. Yeah, it, that it is incredible. Just the the space of technology, how it's constantly changing. So to your point, it's just it's you're constantly learn, learning something new. It's even if you, you're in that same space or kind of learning about that um, it, within that same career. Well, you're always going to be learning something new because it's constantly constantly developing, which is it's amazing. Um, well, that I mean that's in, incredible, Diana. So Annie, I mean just looping you in here now. So that's a um, lot to follow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I mean you have your own incredible journey. So how did you? grow to be in the position you're in today and um, what eventually led you to find wit? Yes, so the position I am in today was um, something that I chose for myself. I started my own company about four years ago mm-hmm. and when I did that, I knew that I, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew that I wanted to start a company from the time I was very young. My mom and I both always would come up with these fun, crazy ideas. We call them million dollar ideas. Uh, and throughout my childhood and teenage years, like we would start to create things. So, um, it didn't always have to do with technology, but, uh, we even made our own handbag company. And I mean, my sister and I did the classic lemonade stand thing. Always entrepreneurship was in my blood. And then marrying that from coming from a family that technology was very important to, um, I am third generation Georgia tech grad. So my (laughs) grandfather went there and both of my parents went there. My sister went there. It's kind of a thing in my family. Um, and while I didn't get a specifically technical degree, I have a degree in international affairs and modern languages. Every single degree at Georgia Tech, they make you go through technical courses. And I loved that about the program. I was able to still do something that I love that was creative and 
focus on marketing and business, but have those technical courses as well. Even had like music mixing and recording, which was really fascinating from the technical side of things. And um, so, yeah, being in this radio station today is really fun to watch what you're doing over there. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so so taking that, I ended up going into a career in marketing initially, uh, and I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but my company was in an industry that is pretty stale. So um, I was in the power industry and even they admit it. So I don't feel bad about saying it. <laughs> um, and, and it's an industry where new ideas are often shoved away because people are afraid of what the technology is going to do to jobs. Um, but, but I didn't want to take jobs. I just wanted to make people more productive and more efficient and safer at what they were doing. So uh, a friend at my company and I both branched out into starting our own virtual reality development company um, because we were told no, uh, because people weren't ready for it yet. And maybe um, looking back on it, it was great timing, but at the time it seemed terrifying. Uh, but we were able to jump out early on in starting something when no one else was doing it. So I am grateful for the timing in which we did make that leap. Um, it is scary. So if any of the listeners are, are thinking of doing that, definitely assess all of your options and evaluate <laughs> and plan, but know that the plan is going to be trashed the second an opportunity comes your way that's going to make you change course. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Um, so, so I did end up jumping directly from a role as as a marketing manager to running my own business. But over the past four years, I can tell you I am a completely different person from when it started because of the added responsibilities of running a team and making payroll and um, making sure my business is solid, which luckily it is, but um, mm -hmm. I couldn't do that without the amazing technical team I have behind me. And so why, why futurist? You're just looking forward, looking to the future and bringing yes. in that technology aspect yes. as well. Nice pickup on the name. Um, <laughs> so we actually started the company as ATL VR, uh, just really good SEO. Um, mm -hmm. And we ended up transitioning after we weren't just offering virtual reality services. Okay. So we knew that uh, as with any technical role, you have to continue to adapt and change. Technology evolves so quickly nowadays, um, and especially in my industry where things are still being established, standards are still being written, like they're, it's, it's still the Wild West. So we wanted something that would be able to adapt and change as quickly, or a brand that would adapt and change as quickly as the technology we were working in. Okay. So we figured since what's next is always the future, we would just be the literal word future in Latin. <laughs> so that is where futurist came wow. from. Wow. It's pretty interesting. Thank you. Kind of uh, bringing your, the Latin in there. That's good. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit of Latin. A little bit. When <laughs> we've started to work with um, European companies lately, they like it. They, they're like, oh, okay, Latin. You planned ahead. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I didn't know it, planned. but that was positive benefit to exactly. a recent meeting. <laughs> there you go. And so from there, I mean, how I'm um, developing futurists, I mean, this four-year journey, how did you get so involved with women in technology? Yes. Yeah, so I first heard about WIT actually at a TAG conference. Um, because sometimes we'll see the wit women all um, displaying the amazing work that they're doing. So that was my initial in because I used to be a board member with TAG's Digital Media and Entertainment Society. Um, and then from there, I started to attend events. I was not as involved as I now am, but um, attending events just for a awareness of, um, of what this organization was doing. Um, someone within my organization who I'm not still 100% sure 
sure who did it, uh, nominated me for this award. And it was an amazing honor to win it. And just from the whole awards process um, has just solidified my belief in the work that these women are doing and what Pat and her team are doing. Yeah. So, uh, so while my experience up until now has been a little more limited than some of the other winners, um, you best believe, Pat, I'm in it to win it for 2019 as far as helping <laughs> you guys because I truly believe in what you're doing. Thank you. And, and I mean, it is incredible, too, that I mean, you each have won such incredible awards because of the work that you do in this technology space. And then to have a platform like Women in Technology to just foster that and know, I mean, there's an organization for young women like you once were aspiring entrepreneurs or aspiring whatever it is you wanted to be. And so now you get to pour into that next generation and help them grow into whatever it is that they want to do next. Um, so, Michelle, jumping over to you, uh, can you ta tell us a little bit about your own journey and how you ended up here and how you got involved with WIT? Sure. So my journey, um, we, I think we're hearing a theme here today. Mm -hmm. The path's not always linear. Yeah. Um, and mine definitely was not linear. We've also heard of all the mentors and people who've influenced um, Annie and Diana as they've gone along. And I definitely had that experience. Um, I, my parents both had major illnesses when I was a young girl. So the first thing I should probably say is a lead physicist, I actually practice medical physics. I always get that question, what do you do? <laughs> um, so I work in radiation oncology for Piedmont and I lead the technical teams. There's an impressive number of people behind the radiation oncologist, the physician that's treating the patient who has cancer. And I am fortunate to be able to lead all those people in their work. And because my mother actually had breast cancer when I was young, I saw so many healthcare providers helping her and helping me by extending her life and um, was just incredibly touched by that. So it was a role or a, a mentor in a sense, but not a direct mentor. So I think a lot of times we forget that, that people just watch us in what we do. It doesn't have to be direct one-on-one -on -one mentor, mentee. Yeah. Um, so jumping forward, I went to college. Um, I ended up majoring in physics, which um, in high school, physics was not my strongest subject. So I'm a, I am proof that you don't have to major in what you're best at. Um, mm -hmm. You just have to be determined and willing to work hard and one of my professors who was actually a male said to me I think you would be good in this new new field so medical physics in in my field has been it's about 50 years old so it, it's a byproduct of the atomic bomb age so that's mm -hmm. another thing that people don't always connect um, and I'm like okay let me investigate this let me see what this is about and so I applied for graduate school at Georgia Tech and was accepted for a full scholarship went went got, received my master's degree but was not my first job was not what I wanted it was not in medical physics I actually ended up working for a nuclear um, site that was owned by the Department of Energy where I cleaned up the first tritium facility and tritium is a product that was in, in the atomic bomb so we won't get too technical today <laughs> um, but that's just this just goes to show that your path is not always linear not always direct as to what you um, maybe think you're going to do when you when you get out of school but every experience I've had from that point um, in working in at Savannah Riverside prepared me for what I do today because it gave me different um, 
technical skills, different leadership skills. The leadership skills are so important for young girls, which is one of the things I love about the WIT program and the WIT campus and WIT girl program, that they're helping the girls develop their, I mean, um, Pat was telling us earlier about a resume workshop that they they um, held recently. So those interpersonal soft skills, you can't be successful in a technical field if you don't have the um, the ability to communicate and to effectively. And my first introduction to WIT was actually a colleague at Piedmont Healthcare is a neighbor of Sandy Welfares. So she introduced me to Sandy and we had breakfast one morning and um, I guess I, I kind of lose track of time. Maybe it was three or four years ago and someone at WIT reached out. They were having a healthcare panel and asked if I would moderate one of their um, Wednesday forums, and of course I said yes. So, and here we are we today. We don't know a lot of physicists. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, man, that's incredible. Wow. I, I mean, each of your journeys is so it's unique, um, and I mean, coming into different paths, but all related in that in that field of technology. And it's a broad umbrella, but it's just there's so many different ways that you can go. There's so many different paths that you can take. And I think that's just it's really it's really interesting to find that. And I mean, to all of your points too, like the building of community, having those right people around you to help guide you and those mentors that maybe you didn't even realize were there or may, they might not realize they're mentors at that time to someone but they are they just have to say that one thing or be that light and the, yeah. and this person that's being mentored may not realize it because candidly I was probably 30 years later when I when I realized oh all those people I was watching were impacting what I do today right so, yeah yeah and so um from there do you each of you have a, a mentor maybe throughout your journeys that sticks out to you that maybe gave you a piece of advice that you've clung to and that's maybe become your mantra or something that that's just carried you through your own journeys Danny, I do. Annie, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, there's one woman that I have uh, had a great relationship with for the past two years. Um, her name is Bernie Dixon, and she runs the Launchpad 2X program, which I went through in 2016. And her... I guess, I don't know, the fire that burns within her is just trying to get more women entrepreneurs into the world. She saw as an investor um, a lack of women-owned companies that were out there to invest in. So instead of just talking about it, she started a program to help grow entrepreneurs into investable businesses. Um, and so she... I learned many, many things through that program. They go through kind of a boot camp, and then there's monthly workshops. And while the education is nice, the the camaraderie between the women is just even better. I feel like, um, and many entrepreneurs feel pretty isolated sometimes because your family or your spouse even or your friends, coworkers, like no one really understands exactly what goes into running a company and just having all that pressure. Um, and people have pressure in different ways in their lives, and the entrepreneurial journey is a special one. So, um, so it's great to have a group of women that are, are just um, always open to talking to each other and supporting each other through that, um, even if it's not for advice, just to listen to and understand. Uh, but the best thing I think I learned through that program uh, was that it is okay and oftentimes the most powerful thing you can do is to say no. Mm -hmm. um, we all get stretched in so many different ways, and we all have to protect our own mental health and our own well-being 
in addition to growing our professional careers and um, also just seeing opportunities and not feeling like when you're trying to grow and trying to grasp at every opportunity that everyone is a good one. Um, of course, you can probably turn almost anything into a good opportunity if you if you work it the right way, but um, a lot of times it's healthier for you and your business and your personal well-being to just say no. So, um, so that's one of the things that has stuck with me from her, but just in general throughout my life. I think that's a great point because it's the power of having the ability to say no, because it's, it is easy, especially as an entrepreneur, you want to say yes and you have to, in the beginning, you have to say yes to all those opportunities, but at some point you have to sift through and realize, okay, I can't continue to say yes. There's just not enough time. I don't have enough resources. So what do you decide to say no to? And I think, I mean, that's a, a really great point. It's something I think everybody needs to, needs to learn so you don't spread yourself too thin. Mm -hmm. That's great. Dana, how about you? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I've, I've had some phenomenal mentors, but I also, and I think back to my days at Florida A&M University where I got my computer information and systems degree, my peer group, those in my cohort, we were so close and we really made sure we all crossed the finish line yeah. where someone was struggling or had a gap. So that was a different form of mentoring, having that strong peer group that we all just got in the trenches together and pushed forward together. And that was a form of mentoring that in hindsight I realized helped me a lot when I did have different courses that I struggled with which for me was a lot of DBA work <laughs> not here or there but um, you know it, it, so that was a form that in hindsight it really really helped me but in my adult years I've had a number of mentors that I didn't realize were mentoring me that provided guidance male and female very strong mentors in my latter years there's someone who have actually we meet maybe one once a year over the phone for like 30 or 40 minutes and this is the best 30 or 40 minutes for me throughout the year. Right. She, um, actually I'll mention her name, her name is Pamela Rucker and she's a CIO advisor. And her story is phenomenal because she was climbing the ladder, very well known, very astute, and had uh, some personal reasons where, why she had to reassess her aggressiveness of moving up the corporate ladder in IT and end up getting a different role and now as an advisor and actually teaches courses at Harvard. And she helped provide a perspective because I was on that track where it instilled in me not only how to do things differently and how to also chart my own path, but also keep in mind the priority and keeping that balance in life. Um, to also just keep that in mind and look at things holistically, not that personal life and professional life, but holistically yeah. so that I don't lose that balance for the things that matter most to me and professionally, but then also personally. And so she has no idea how much her mentoring has helped me because it's been that voice to say, okay, you can do things differently. You don't, it's just not this one way. It doesn't have to be, you go from here, 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 and then become CIO, right? She's um, found a high amount of success mentoring CIO without being in the CIO position and still had inf has influence and been very influential to a number of business and, and technical leaders. And so I mentioned her because it's just a different perspective we don't often hear. Usually the mentoring is in the form of here's how to get from step A to B, but her mentoring, and I don't think I've even mentioned this to her, but her mentoring has provided additional perspective and been very, very helpful in my career path. Yeah, and I, I think you touch on something key too. It's easy to come 
compartmentalize, I think. You look at your personal life and your professional life and whatever p components of your life there are and try and separate them out and you want to dedicate time to each of those and have resources for each of those, but they're all joined together because there's only one you and you're trying to do all of these different things. So you're right, there has to be, there's blurred lines, they're married together and how do you actually dedicate all of your time and make sure you're not spreading yourself too thin and I, I mean, I love that, that you, um, there's also, it's easy to get one track minded and you're focused on, you know how you achieve things. So having a person in your life who can give you that wisdom and show you, well, you see it as getting there from A to B to C, but maybe there's another way that you can go around getting it. And then also to your point about the students in your class too, it's, um, I think mentorship to your point, it doesn't have to just be someone who's older than you, wiser than you. It could be your peers. It could be people around you who are impacting you in ways that you, you never really thought they could, or maybe someone your own age could, but they, they still can, which is, it's really really incredible the amount of mentors you can have in your life at one time mm -hmm. uh, so Michelle how about you so I think you've kind of touched on how I view mentorship for my life mm -hmm. um, there have been uh, many incredible people that I would consent consider um, mentors people that I look up to yeah but so many people in all different aspects whether it's my personal life through school and my professional life have invested in me and my success and haven't been afraid to tell me hey you need to change yourself. <laughs> um, so I, I can't really identify one particular person because it's I'm the sum of all those touch points. Right. Um, but I believe in integration. You mentioned um, how do you keep balance? Well, very tactically, I color code my calendar. Yeah. So, and when I <laughs> so I when I see that it's all one color, I know I'm out of balance, <laughs> which drives people crazy when they walk in and see it over my shoulder. Um, <laughs> but I think the piece of advice, and I don't remember who gave me this advice or where I first heard it, um, was percolate and I found that that is a great way to say no um, because I'll tell people that I'm going to percolate on that and usually they're like what are you talking about <laughs> and I'll say and it's simply simple you know if I can I'll, I'm going to wait 24 seconds and if I can wait 24 seconds I can wait 24 minutes and if I can wait 24 minutes then I can wait 24 hours before I make a decision and I really need to think through this to make sure that I if I'm committing to do something I can actually live up to that commitment and usually people are very that that's they're very um, receptive to that um, that piece of advice or that term. Yeah. And then when you come back 24 hours later or, you know, maybe 24 days later and, exp you know, say yes or no, they know that you've really thought about it. And I really wish I knew who, who told me that because I did not come up with it. But it's something I've been doing and living using in my life for many years now. I love that. I mean, right down to, I love the color coding of your calendar because then you can visually see, all right, I'm out of whack, I'm out of balance. And so you can really see, okay, I have to kind of shift things. But I really like that if you, that 24 rule. And so just if you can really intentionally taking the time um, to think about whether or not you can take on this new challenge, take on this new position, um, that's great. We should all, I mean, I'm definitely going to start implementing that. That's a, it's a really good, and I'll remember you gave me that. You, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll start claiming it. There you go. Just start claiming it yeah it's, at some point you can it's <laughs> yeah funny you mention it because my um I have a new admin and she forces me to color code 
she mm-hmm. gave me a legend with the colors and she's like this is how we're going to attach uh, attack your your work life because it's so much and so she forces me and I had to learn her color system and she's like you're going to adhere to it so that now when you look at your calendar it's easier for you to know where you need to spend your time what's optional and it's kind of funny because it's been very effective but it la- I laugh because um, she actually said she was like you thought you were getting an admin but you're getting an admin slash mom because you have so much on your plate and you need the help so let me help you but it's kind of funny because that was like the first thing she did I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. Sounds like <laughs> I've been I need very to do effective. That. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do that now. Do it. Yeah. Everybody do it. Color coded calendar. <laughs> Love it. And so, in this vein of mentorship and discussing, you know, the best piece of advice that you all have received and how you've implemented it and held it dear in your own lives, um, what piece of advice would you offer to someone who wants to be in your position or someone looking up to you, just a person um, aspiring to be in this field of technology? What piece of advice would you offer to them? Danny, want to start? Sure. The piece of advice I would offer is to not be intimidated. It is very easy to walk in the room and be the only female, potentially only person of color, the only person six feet tall, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really easy to be intimidated. And so I say, don't be intimidated because you have no idea what other people in a room are thinking. You don't know what value you add to that discussion, that room, that session. And so go in, attack it. There are a number of free resources available. I mean, MIT has courses online for free now. So there's so much material and information available to you that you just go take the time, do the homework, do the due diligence, but don't allow yourself to be intimidated and do not allow for that imposter syndrome to kick in. Kick it back, kick it out of the way, go after what your heart desires. Mm, I love it. Annie? Yeah, so since your question was specific to people wanting to be in my role, I'm going to kind of give an entrepreneurial twist. And I will say, if you do decide to go out and start your own business or company, make sure it is something that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people who think that it's all glamorous and you're your own boss and it's so easy and fun. And I'm like, if if it was that, everyone would do it and no one would work for anyone else. Yep. Um, so I, I think that people don't realize the... The, that even when it looks like things are going great, things cannot be going great. I'm not, things are going great, promise. <laughs> but, but it's very easy to hide um, behind this vision of like the perfect entrepreneurial life, um, especially with promoting a personal brand. And I just don't want people to think that it's, it's something that um, is super glamorous and amazing because it's amazing, but the glamour is, is not as much as you think it would be. Um, and each opportunity leads to another, which is usually bigger and better, but you have to keep fighting that and keep hustling and keep doing that or else it could all go away overnight. And I, I don't mean to be morbid, but I just want to give a reality check. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I think it's true. It's easy to um, look through the, the rose-colored lens of it and think, oh, wow, this person is so successful, but you don't see all like all of this that Mm -hmm. got them here all of the hard work and dedication and drive that had to get them to that that point um so I mean I love that it should be real it should have that reality check of what it looks like to make it in this space and but also to know too that it doesn't look one way there's so many different ways to get involved and so Michelle how about you so um 
in my field, we actually calibrate the treatment machines that we use on patients. So not to be morbid, mm -hmm. um, but I usually tell people that are right out of school, if they're interested in, my, in, in they're going into my line of work, they always remember that a physician could kill a patient one person at a time, but we could kill 30 patients because if we miss, mess up that machine, there are 30 patients who are affected. Wow. So to really drive home, this is a high pressure job. But, but then I turn around and I like to say, but you have to embrace the pressure. And this is, this is advice that anybody could use. You don't have to be yeah. a medical physicist. Um, if you think of a duck, everything looks great on top. But for them to keep floating, they're just paddling their feet constantly. So I like to remind people that when you feel pressure or stressed, just take a breath take a moment and remember it'll pass and to seek resources to help you with it don't be afraid to reach out for help a lot of times I think people are afraid to ask for help and in all um, areas especially the more successful people become I think they're a little less likely to to ask someone hey I need your help but unless you ask for help then people won't ask you for help so I yeah. it's really reciprocal yeah that that is a great point you want to um, have the ability to I guess have that humbling experience. If you need help, you have to learn how to ask for it. Otherwise, another person might not feel they can rely on you. You want to, you're saying you want it to be reciprocal. Um, so before we wrap, I just want to have um, one final question for you ladies. And I just, I wonder what it means to each of you to have received uh, your WIT awards um, and just what it means to you, how, you know, being involved with WIT, the journeys that you've taken and how the hard work that you've put in to get here and then to be recognized for it. I just wonder what, what it means to you, Diana. Sure. So I mentioned during the awards dinner, for me, and I know Michelle and I share this, being from country towns, I claim Tallahassee, Florida as home, even though I uh, grew up on different military bases. And the award means so much to me because it, it really shows that you can go from point A to point N mm. without it being a clear path, without seeing people that look like you um, around you and still be successful and achieve the, the goal that you set out to achieve. Uh, it is huge for myself. It's huge for my community. It's huge for the students that are still at FAMU today to see me go through the different paths, have the different experiences, but yet still come out on the other end. And right now, it's still just a snapshot in time. I still have a long way exactly. to go to achieve my goals, but it's just, it's profound. And I don't, it's still to this day, I'm still a little shocked because everyone's so amazing. And I like using the term, um, I was in a, a women's program at Emory and they use the term wickedly smart women. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really w a great way to, um, to describe us uh, because all of us are smart in our own regard and have had so many different paths and experiences. So for me to win the WID award says, hey, I'm doing something right. Yes, I've had some, some tumbles along the way. I've had a number of obstacles, but I kept on the path and kept going and learned from experiences and that I can still do it, do it and, and I have a long way to go. And, and it's just that, that recognition of, yeah. of knowing that, um, is not for not. Yeah, absolutely. And it's clear that nothing would ever deter you from that path. I mean, you're so driven on it, but having that affirmation and like, all right, I'm on this right path. I know I'm doing the good work. And so that it, it is great. And I mean, congratulations. It's well-deserved, well-deserved. <laughs> How about you, Annie? Oh man, it is, it is just validation for what we're doing. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think especially with the esteemed panel of judges that we all went in front of, uh, it's, it, that even adds more to the award, knowing that they saw what I was doing and they believed in me and every choice that I make when presented with hundreds and thousands of choices every day um, were ones that put me on a path to lead me here um, is just an amazing feeling and and the all the people that were nominated all the finalists like everyone was incredible so to even be in the company of those women is is reward enough and um, and then winning that was kind of shocking I'm glad my husband got a video <laughs> <laughs> on his phone you can hear him screaming in the background but but yeah, it's it's just um, as Diana said, it's nice to have a recognition for people who do go down a different path, who don't just they who do break the mold, who don't just do what is thought that they should do, um, but do what they want to do. So, yes, I love that, Michelle. Um, for me, it's a way to say thank you to all the people who invested in me. Yeah. Um, Diana mentioned that we are both from country towns. I mean, I grew up in a town that was 1,500 people less than one square mile in South Carolina <laughs> and very, very, very country. And, and to end up in Atlanta, it's, you know, dichotomy, right? <laughs> so it's a way to say thank you. But I would actually, um, more important, it's for me, it's a, a call to action for other people. Mm. So if you see it, me or any of the winners and you're interested in that path, then do it. Or if you see us and someone helped us get to where we are today. Right. So how about help someone else if, mm. and help that young girl or help your peer or help even your manager. So um, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in community service and in giving back because so many people gave to me so that I could be successful. So I'd like to use it as a call to action for others. Yes, that that is great. So using the platform you've been giving to help inspire others to do the same, to reach out and help other people. Well, thank you all so much um, for coming in studio today and sharing your stories. Uh, we learned so much. And if I uh, just go around we'll, real quick and um, if someone wanted to learn more about you, get in contact with you, um, websites, social media handles. Um, yeah. Any yeah. relevant information? My LinkedIn handle is Mark Tech Leader. So M-A-R-T-E-C-H. L-E-A-D-E-R. Okay. And um, on LinkedIn, I'm just slash Annie Eaton. Um, but you can also reach me at AnnieEaton.com. I have a contact form. Cool. Michelle. And on LinkedIn, I'm Michelle C. Wells. I'm probably the only physicist named Michelle Wells in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> yes. Really, thank you all so much for coming awesome. in the studio. Yeah. Awesome. Pat, you brought a great you. group of I women here. You. Yes. What I yes. love about this segment is not only are these awesome women in terms of their abilities and uh, how they have progressed, but they have heart. Yes, They're absolutely. They're thinking about people, and we need these kind of women to help us with other young girls who, as you said, Michelle and Diane, who would not see themselves moving from small towns to the big Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So we are so very thankful. And Miss Annie over here with her own business, yeah. I'm just so jealous. <laughs> oh, my God. So listen, I really appreciate all you ladies coming in. And on behalf of WIT, we thank you. We are so excited to see you next week and to hear your story yes. to share with other uh, young women. Let me say to the audience that um, if you can't make uh, the next week on the 19th, 
16th, we do have uh, Wednesday, January 16th, where we'll be discussing the 21st century workforce. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a wonderful panel of people there. So that's all juicy and a good teaser. So make sure you come out to that. That's at the Buckhead. You can go on our website and find that information out. All year round for 2019, the third Wednesday of the month at the Buckhead Maggiano's, WIT will have a panel, a speaker, or something. Uh, and I'm sure that you're going to see some of these women <laughs> grazing around there, too, so you'll get to see them. So we thank you, and we absolutely thank Business Radio X for this awesome opportunity uh, every second Thursday of the month. Thank you, Katie. Of course. We really do love having Wit in studio and having the opportunity. I mean, I specifically really, this opportunity to meet incredible women like yourselves. I mean, it's very inspiring and trying to break into this technology space. And again, you know, the different stories of it, there's not one path to take there. Um, and you you never really end up on the path that maybe you thought you were going to start off on. So really, thank you so much. And to learn more about Wit, it's mywit.org, correct? That's exactly Exactly right. And you can follow Wit on all forms of social media. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and so if you want to learn more about Wit, uh, join them at any of their upcoming events. Go to mywit.org. Well, thank you all so much for listening in, and we will see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. <laughs>